0: Alrighty folks, welcome to the Cape Cod fun show. It's the show that's all about having fun in the most beautiful place on earth cape cod usa my name is eric williams and mung is here and greg is here hello and they're disgruntled already. I can tell. There's a lot of anger in the room. We're going to try to work through that and have some fun. Everyone's kvetching and moaning, but that's not what the fun show is all about, fellas. So let's all put our hands in. Oh, Greg, your hands are cold. Ooh. And recite the fun show pledge. I shall have fun. fun. Fun.
2: I will. I shall fun. Yeah, fun. Someone's hand is sweaty. Oh
0: boy, here oh. we go. Let's check that all aboard Cape and Island's web the forecast. And man. Things are changing on Cape Cod as Mr. Chili has uh, shown up and things are getting cooler and a frost is lurking even as we speak. Let's check the weather for this weekend for Saturday. Sunny with a high near 48, not so bad. And Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 43. I guess we have to settle for that. Your tides in case you're shellfishing like I was last weekend. We've got high tides coming up this weekend, November 17th, Saturday, a very early morning high tide, 6:30, 7:30 or so. On Sunday, that means the low tides are comfortably in the midday range and that is good because I had to go out oystering last weekend and Sunday's low tide was 7:30 in the morning. It was wicked cold, wicked windy. And I was forced to go out there by my fabulous wife who was doing a story on oyster stuffing. And she said, We gotta do a dry run of oyster stuffing. Let's go get some oysters. And Wellfleet, you get up early on a Sunday, and out you go to the flats. And out we went, and my gloves were already wet before I got there. My fingers were freezing, but indeed, we gathered dozens and dozens of oysters and brought them back to the laboratory. And you know what? Oyster stuffing's not that good. (laughs) Uh, It's really too bad. You'd think maybe this could be a whole new Thanksgiving way. But you know, it's got the bread in there, the butter, some celery. That's all pretty good, but it's kind of mushy. And the oysters get cooked and they just kind of plop out of the stuffing.
2: Such a waste of something so... Fabulous.
0: That's what the shellfish constable told us. She said I wouldn't waste oysters on stuffing, and so our tests came and went, and we learned something. Luckily, we had plenty of oysters left over for a little shuck fest, and we had some raw oysters, brought out the cocktail sauce, and mmm,
1: mmm,
0: mmm. So that was a big adventure. I'll probably be back on the flats this weekend. Getting some Thanksgiving oysters.
1: Is it worth it? Uh, a cold, shelly nightmare on the flats?
2: Uh, it's got to be
0: horrible. You got to get lucky. Maybe you want a day that's like 50 degrees and no wind. It just happened to be really cold and really windy, and I wasn't prepared uh, for the change of seasons. This comes upon you, fellas. You know what it's like. Everything that you loved falls away, and you have to replace it with new things to love, like Swimming. I drove by Long Pond just recently and I saw the the green ball, the mooring ball where the swimming raft goes. And I said, oh, all those summer memories. And I remember my last swim. They had already taken the raft out. And I sat on this green ball. It's like a kickball. And I looked around. That was probably October 12th. Here we are a little over a month later. And are you kidding me? Swimming just a month ago? And Greg, your heart will beat in sorrow when I tell you this morning I turned off my outdoor shower. What? I cannot believe
2: that you've had your shower on for so long. I'm so I'm so impressed. I mean Thank seriously, you. seriously, you are There were some cold ones. You are a shower god.
0: We did our best to keep it going as long as we could. We have forecasts tonight for temperatures in the twenties and I just can't face burst pipes and a plumber <sighs> visit and the shame and expense of all that. And so I had to crawl down into the half basement and These weird bugs that look like crickets But they aren't And the daddy long legs And I had to reach up into the attic insulation And just find the valve And oh man So bad
2: Did anything bite you?
0: I think so Uh, You know a lot of love nibbles You know I can't tell When you're in there you feel so skeeved out That everything seems to be biting you So turned it off, drained it And now I'm back indoors In the realm of regular human showering You've heard about that mung haven't you?
1: I have and it's always a sad day The last day for uh, outdoor showering Um, But you know You can look forward to your next shower in the spring
0: I guess we can but we got a long way to go Fellas a long way paved with fun Pain We have to readjust our expectations And uh, bundle up I was wearing my long johns all weekend Broke them up my L.L. Bean long johns Merino wool Oh boy what a friend It's like a friend is hugging your legs like a friendly sheep is hugging your legs. Oh, that wow. sounds so warm. That's my
2: dream. And uh, actually, that- actually, out in my yard, the birds are bird skating, uh, are, are, are ice skating. Sorry, on the uh, bird bath.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I figured Greg, you'd have yeah. one of those fancy bird baths with a little electric motor that keeps the water stirred. I just hooked it up. As Come well. on, you I did. sucker. The birds don't need that.
2: I did, I did, I did. The oh. they can't get to the water. You know, they're, they're like, oh, I can't get to the water. You know, they, 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 they try to like peck at it with their beaks, you know.
0: So that's like, a, it's like a little motor or something that you hook up to your bird bath. It keeps the water agitated so it doesn't freeze as easily. No, it's like a heater. Oh, it's a heater? Heater. Yeah. So you got a hot tub for birds in your yard? Mm. Oh, it's, oh, it's swimming around. You're having a great time.
1: Otherwise, they're do, it's frozen and they're doing like Dorothy Hamill-like moves on on, on skates Which is, around? no
0: it's more Which like is, one leg's frozen and they're struggling <laughs> to pull the leg free oh. and you see a lot of one legged birds in Greg's yard. Sweet oh. Oh. they're all dressed up like pirates. Arr. Arr, arr, arr. Why did he freeze the bird yeah. back? <laughs> Yarg Yarg That's uh, so the, sad. The
1: long john sounds warm and also that brings me to news about my winter where I've lost my Ushanka not again! Oh. oh, where, oh, where has my ushanka n- n- gone? Now that's
0: your little um, conjoined puppy twin unit, right? <laughs>
1: Arf! Arf! No, There's two it's two of them. Like connected
0: the... at the tail. What it's like is a push it? me,
2: pull you. What is it?
0: It's Sorry. the
1: warmest hat ever invented. It's a a Russian style ushanka, and it's like one of those Russian hats, but it has all sorts of like fake fur on it and stuff. I don't know if it's like deer or rabbit or mouse fur. You lost but it, it? But it is so warm and comfortable, and I put it somewhere, like going into the summer season, and I'm like, I'm not going to need this for months. And now I need it, because I spent three hours today out in the cold on assignment, and I almost froze. And I was like, where's my Ushanka?
0: Ushanka. It sounds like what happens to you what in a, a Russian prison. What a great, <laughs> what a great name. Someone shanked me. Uh-oh. In the bread line. Uh-oh. Duh. Dog reg, and it hurt.
2: So it actually has one of those, those 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 ear flaps that come down? Oh, it's got ear flaps. Um, and it's got the thing that, the, it's, the, the yeah, visor or something. Yeah, it's got a foldy that...
1: visor thing that yeah, yeah. covers your forehead. Oh, yeah. And it's just like an incubator of heat for your head. That's
0: so nice. So but now I, it's I've, missing.
1: Yeah, I've put out posters, like, missing <laughs> Ushanka. Ushanka!
0: Where have you gone? Where is my Ushanka? I want to thank you for finding my hat. <laughs> okay, well, that's a great uh, hat uh, segment here on the fun show. We're always into keeping your head warm as you go out and about in the real world. Now, one thing I know you fellas are like me, everyone in the newspaper industry probably—we're all cheapskates. Is that true? Yes. Greg, you're a cheapskate.
2: We like things that are free.
0: Oh, you're thrifty. Yeah, yeah. we're free mm. skates. Yeah, that's a—we like free things, and here's our chance to supplement our Thanksgiving table for free. It just takes a little hard work. You're both out. I'm in. You're in. Hard work. Okay.
2: Well, depends.
0: This is one of the most fun things you can do on Cape Cod in November. I have been out in this area. I was there this weekend in anticipation of Tuesday's Cape Cod National Seashore Harvest Walk. Their Cranberry Harvest Walk takes place in North Truro on Tuesday, November 20th at 2 p.m., You meet at the end of the High Head Road in North Furrow, right by where the little bike path is, and a ranger will take you up and over the giant dunes of the province lands and down into the promised land, a valley that contains many bogs, one real big wonderful one, and you'll be set free to gather your own cranberries, wild cranberries, for your Thanksgiving table. This is one of the most beautiful places on Cape Cod, Uh, My wife and I were there this uh, weekend, and we picked plenty of cranberries in half an hour. It was very exciting, kind of wet out there with all the rain, but there is nothing like it. Much like with the oysters, that feeling of gathering and, and taking food matters into your own hands. Very wonderful, very tart. Unfortunately, I hear Hmong does not like cranberries.
1: Boo. Uh, I'd go on this adventure for the beautiful views, but you could leave those little red orbs of doom behind.
0: Orbs of doom. What's the problem? What has a cranberry ever done to you?
1: I don't know, they're I don't know, they're so tart I put it in my mouth and then I just it, my face just goes askew.
0: You gotta make something. Well it looks from like it. you've been eating cranberries.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> nah. Jellies, relishes. Yeah, gr- yeah. Gr- relish. Relish. Nah. Yeah. No relishes. There, there's no need for this besides the color.
0: I like a good red. I took it took the cranberries home. We took some of them and I made a nice sauce with an orange. I zested the orange, used the juice of the orange, maybe half a cup of sugar. And two cups of cranberry, something like that. And it was a tart, delicious sauce that my kids like so much, they put it on buttery toast. Wow. That's an accomplishment.
2: That's like the highest uh, compliment.
0: So again, that's the Seashore's Cranberry Harvest Walk with a ranger who will tell you things about the parabolic dunes and other history stuff there in the beautiful province lands. This is the Seashore's Cranberry Harvest Walk, Tuesday, November 20th, 2 p.m., Meet at the parking lot at the end of High Head Road in North Truro. Got to be ready for a little soft sand walk challenge. And if you have some, like, waterproof hiking boots, that might be the thing to wear. The bogs are full of water, my friends. And it's an amazing thing out in the middle of what is like a desert to find these puddly berry worlds. So wonderful. So exciting. I can see neither one of you guys will probably be there. Because you hate cranberries, and Greg, you got to go to the Outer Cape. Uh, uh, it's too far away. <laughs> oh, no. But this is something so easy. You can drive up to it. You can get another free thing for your free- Thanksgiving free. table. Free, uh,
2: I love free. All right, I've got your Woo-hoo. attention now. Step
0: right up, boys. Step right up. we got something yeah. free here. Of course, it's the 22nd annual free Hatful of potatoes day. At the Birdwatchers General Store in Orleans. And this is an amazing thing to see. You guys know Mike O'Connor, yep. the jovial owner of the Birdwatchers General Store. Hilarious. Funny, Funny guy. Funny guy, wise guy. Better watch out, he'll be wisecracking. But that's okay. <laughs> you can put up with him for a few minutes while you fleece him out of as many potatoes as you can cram into a hat. And you need a big hat. Because you don't want to just go a little ball cap and get no. two potatoes. No. These are delicious Prince Edward Island potatoes. I mean, high quality. The only thing you have to do is figure out what kind of hat to bring. Well,
1: of course this comes on the week that I uh, lost my Ushanka. I could fit so many potatoes in that thing.
0: <laughs>
2: that's such a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: What about a cat in a hat hat? I was just going to say that. I mean, endless, yes, bottomless that's, hat. That's the biggest hat there or is. Well, Abraham Lincoln hat? That's big, too. A bite. That's right. Mm -hmm. So one of those, I have a sort of weird duck hat that comes down and covers your head, and I brought that last time, and I got like probably five pounds of potatoes. Wow. So, Greg, I mean, come on. This is right up your alley. It's like two towns away from All right, all
2: right, all right, all right. It's not not that far. It's it's doable.
0: Last year, they gave away 5,000 pounds of potatoes. It runs all day long, Saturday, November 17th, 2018. All day. They have them piled up in a truck, big bags of Prince Edward Island potatoes, and they just dish them out. You just gotta... What's going on? There's some kind of skipping going on. Hmm. Your whispering's not helping.
1: I'm scratching it like a record.
0: You're remixing it like Mixmaster Mung? (laughs) That's a lot of potatoes. Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: where do they they store them all? What do they...
0: They come in big, huge, like, bags, like 50-pound bags, and he just keeps ripping them open. Oh, my goodness. People come up, and you can tell they feel kind of sheepish. Oh, hey, hey. And then they're like, here's my big hat, man. Give them to me. A little exchange of pleasantries like, yes, I've really never bought anything at your store. But give me some potatoes! (laughs) And Mike doesn't care, I don't think. Maybe he does. I've been in there. I've bought a few things there before.
1: He takes so many potatoes from Prince Edward Island that the poor people on that island can't have mashed
0: potatoes for a year. Yeah. <laughs> like Anne of Green Gables. She has to have, like, turnips. She's just crying, and she's running around in her hat and flouncy dress and saying, Poor Anne. No mashed potatoes for me. <laughs> she's having misadventures. <laughs> Potato-based. Potato sort of missing misadventures that's a sad island that cries and that bleak, bleak because of me and Mike O'Connor. Island. He shows up like a buccaneer. Give me all your potatoes right now, you Prince Edward Islanders. And everyone says it's him again and they bring him down in big baskets full. And he loads his ship and sails to Orleans for free hat full of potatoes day. That's Saturday, November 17th, all day long. It's really exciting. It's amazing and super goofy. So make sure you get down there. Okay, so we've given you ways to get free cranberry sauce and free potatoes. Now we might spend a little money, but we're going to have a hysterical, historic time. Greg, you're an armchair historian. Yes, I am. And Mung, you love dessert. Mmm, pie. (laughs) And here we go. We're combining all these interests together in one fantastic event, which is build as the best bake sale in history. Wow. This is taking place at the Atwood House and Museum. That is in Chatham, 347 Stage Harbor Road, Chatham. Of course, it's like a history place, so that's the best bake sale in history. They're featuring baked goods from historic cookbooks. Among the treats available will be apple and pumpkin pies from an 1830 recipe. Wow. A Christmas cookies from a 1796 recipe, probably made out of birch bark or something like that. Who knows what they what, what cookies were back then? Mm, tasty. But what an interesting idea. It of course, is. the gift shop will be open, and uh, they'll be selling American American cookery. The first first published in 1796, a 1796 cookbook is available. I'm sure it's a reprint. And uh, another book called New England Pie, History Under a Crust. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. That's uh, 10 a.m. to sell out on Tuesday, November 20th. So a lot of things going on as people stock up for the big feast. And that is there in Chatham at the Atwood House and Museum on Stage Harbor Road. You know, I'm a little suspicious of historical desserts. Because wasn't everyone all about, like, mincemeat back then? You know, mm. that kind of fat, mm. like suet and raisins everywhere. Mm. Suet, just currants, like what the birds eat. You know, and weird spices that they don't make anymore, like made out of gunpowder and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, don't you wonder about these old desserts? Yeah. Mm.
1: Vintage desserts, old-timey desserts, eh? My stomach's intrigued, but I don't know if my head is, is following.
0: Like, I mean, what would they put in a pie back then? Like, crows, actual crows, right? Magpies? <laughs> you know, four and twenty blackbirds, isn't that a recipe yeah, for a pie? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. baked those yep, birds yep, into a yep, pie. Yep. Yeah, was that actually a recipe, or was that done out of spite? Is that mm, not true? I can't remember. Yeah, blackbird pie, probably no good. I mean, I don't like having, like, beaks in my pie. <laughs> That's I mean, not one of my favorite things.
2: As long as the meat's been, like, refrigerated, you know, it should be okay.
0: I just wonder about these old-time things, because I remember when I was a railroad hobo, and we used to make work boot soup, and I mean, I, you know, of course, I'd say the tongue for myself, but it still was chewy, you know, and that broth, you know, many a men's foot had been in that boot, and so the, uh, the bullion that it produced, while hearty, was uh, mysterious and slightly sour. Sounds very tasty. Yes, that's Work boot Soup when I rode the rails, Greg. Didn't Uh, you used to do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't they call you Woody Greg Guthrie or something like that? I wrote some pretty good songs, you know? Could you do one for us now? No. (laughs) I'm Greg and I'm on a train. My lumbagos give me pain. That was you, right? Didn't you do that? Totally. Called my lumbago?
2: That's one of my uh, hits.
0: Which was remixed later as my Sharona. (laughs) 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 in the 80s okay uh, see so you guys yes having so much fun 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 on the fun show what is it with you guys you're like mushrooms on trees today give me some love will you? foraging oh boy speaking of foraging it's food crazy this whole thing is food crazy now here's a food that I know both of you love And both of you have brought to work in brown paper bags and shared with everyone. I'm talking, of course, about East Ham turnips. Uh, uh,
1: Ah, yes. Don't you make s'mores with those, Mung? My turnip cola. (laughs) you what? I make uh, homemade sodas. With, oh, with, soda.
0: With turnips. What, that Really? Uh, sarsaparilla, turnipalilla, something <laughs> like that. That's uh, that's nice. So the East Ham Turnip Festival is coming up. One of the strangest uh, festivals, worshiping a giant root vegetable. The turnip that really, let's face it, most of the year, most people aren't talking turnip. They're not eating turnip.
2: It's an East Ham turnip, though. An East Ham turnip is a cut above all other turnips. Really? they're, They're very subtle. They're very... I mean, I didn't think I liked turnips until I ate an East Ham turnip, and I was a complete... I'm a complete freak. I love them.
0: What's the difference between a regular turnip just sitting there like a lump... And an East Ham turnip yeah, with like, angel wings. Like
1: a Los Angeles turnip. Like
0: what's the difference? Yeah, LA turnips. was well, their box lacrosse team? Flashier, you
2: know, the clothes are brighter, you know. There's a lot of slang, you know. Hey, so, you know, uh you know what? Whereas an East Ham turnip, it's kinda it's kinda plain. They're kinda like, Oh yeah, you know, you're an East Ham turnip. But
0: they So you're impersonating no, an East Ham turnip no. there, that's excellent. Uh, yes. How about but, if I interview you now? But So reason, Mr. Turnip <laughs> What are you looking forward to this Thanksgiving?
2: Uh, turnip? Okay.
0: (laughs) Being on your plate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean. There's a subtlety to. Aren't you reading too much into
0: it? They're turnips, for gosh sakes. You
2: know, the LA turnip's flashy. You know, he, he, she is. There is no LA turnip, but how do you know? These damn turnip just knows that he, she is so wonderfully tasty that they don't have to. I don't
0: know, extol what, what, its virtue. What are they, like George Clooney's roaming around <laughs> under the ground somewhere? What are you talking about? They're suave? What are they, like Sean Connery? There's a whole festival I'm dedicated to them. Come over here, I'm so delicious. <laughs> I dare you to eat me. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, I don't know. Oh I, my goodness. Part of me loves the East Ham turnip because they are beautiful. They have that sort of purpley thing on the top. Are you going to diss them? I would say they are slightly sweeter, but I mean, it's, it's a turnip. But let's stick with regional greatness and say the yeast ham turnip rises above all other turnips. It's a low bar.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My, my.
0: Hey, man. If everyone loved turnips, they'd be eating turnip sandwiches every day. It's the whole same thing with Thanksgiving. I mean, if everyone really loved turkey and yams, we'd be having it twice a week. Nah, it's once a year, you just kinda of put up with it, right? I have yam shakes daily.
2: Oh man, yeah. I totally I I totally agree about turkey. I mean the best, the, the the least favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner, in my opinion, is the turkey. And the only Boo. reason why it's edible at all is because you dump like, you know, tons of gravy. I at
0: ate it. gravy. Yeah? Oh
2: my god, I live for gravy. I mean, what <laughs> if, what if, what if you didn't have gravy on Thanksgiving? What would, what, what would be the whole edible? world would stop. What would
0: be edible? Nothing. Everyone would be like, ugh. It would be like <laughs> millions of Heimlich maneuvers. If all we, we didn't over the have world. gravy,
2: would all go insane. I mean. Could you eat the stuffing? Could you eat the turkey? Could you eat the I like celery. The East Ham turnip?
0: <laughs> I like turnips, but you know, I mean, it's a big hype thing that the, that the turnip and turkey cartel foisted upon us. That we're supposed to like it, and now we're hypnotized. Nice. But the East Ham turnips are the best. That's taking place. The East Ham Turnip Festival is coming up this weekend, 1 to 4 p.m. on Saturday. That's at Nosset Regional High School on Cable Road in East Ham, great location. They have all sorts of weird... We had someone here in the newsroom today from the Turnip Festival, and she was showing a giant sort of turnip. I don't think it was real. Talking about the events, they had turnip bowling there in the past. They have Turnip Connect 4 this year. I think
1: there's Turnip Connect 4 this year. N- new... What
2: is that? It's
0: kind of like, kinda like you, you try to make turnips in a row like, uh, like tic-tac-toe sort of, but you drop them into a chamber and they fill up and... Wow. Be interesting. Just don't get your finger in between the turnips as they drop. Uh, uh, kids will mm. be crying or something. Infusing turnips with games, eh?
1: God, and then I can't kid... wait to play turnipopoly.
0: And then there's, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, other turnip things. There's Guess the Way to the Giant Turnip. There's all sorts of other food. It really is fun. I've been to like the last ten of these things. The East Ham Turnip Festival, 1 to 4 p.m. Saturday at Nossett Regional High School. And the turnip we all worship is the East Ham Turnip. We'll turn away from all this food and Thanksgiving talk and take a trip with Greg, who's got his slide projector here, and he is going to show slides of his trip to Paris i've been i was away for the last uh two
2: fun shows which i really miss i love the fun show because
0: tragic really for the the rest of us right yeah no
2: it was probably much better um with my absence anyway when i was in paris paris texas last week no the one overseas oh where they speak french
1: the other
0: paris the other paris the lame paris yeah right um it's a great city have you ever been there I have I been did. to Paris. Amazingly, yes, I have. A man who has never traveled anywhere, I have been.
2: Excellent. And uh, it was a triumph. It's a great city. Anyway, one of the best things I did, which, you know, I've, I've been there before, but um, that I did this time around, which I'd never had Didn't done you find before. the toilet
0: paper was weird in Paris? Is it thin? I found I stayed at a hotel in Paris, and it no. was like onion skin. Really? <laughs> which was a horrible shock. Well, that was back in the '60s, though. Maybe it was onion skin. Yeah, that was. That's back... no way to have in a bathroom roll, though. That's that was that was difficult.
2: Was that at the youth hostel?
0: Oh, it was hostel, all right. <laughs> to yeah. my bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Good kick.
2: Back Any, to Paris, Anyway, anyway, some back in Paris. Anyway, one of the great things I did was I went to the to the uh, the uh, catacombs. Ooh, which are these I love the oh, it is so incredibly cool you go down like five stories into the ground it was an abandoned uh, limestone quarry and they decided that they're running out of uh, burial space this is back in the um, 18th century and so they decided well we've got this abandoned quarry underneath the city let's take all these people exhume them and put them in to the ground into the former you know quarry but they arrange all, all the femurs and the skulls and he's very it's very spooky, but it's very beautiful. Fun? Guess how many people are down there? Fifteen? Six million. Six million remains. Anyway, I thought it was super it was super cool. And when I got back, I thought, you know, why couldn't Why couldn't we have, you know, a similar thing on Cape Cod? Um, As
0: like a tourist attraction.
2: Yeah, sort of a, a, you know, revenue producer, a money-making thing. And I was thinking of the Cape Cod Times and the fact that we have a spooky, uh, sort of unused basement, right? Um, It's dark. It's kind of musty It's It's got a A warren a, a labyrinth Of these You know Rooms And um, There have been These stories About people Going into the, Into the basements It's it, it's called The morgue we, we call it The morgue Because it has A lot of Old newspapers Down there And sometimes People have gone Down there To fetch Like you know Newspaper from You know 2016 May 5th 2016 And they never Come back And they've never emer- reemerged mm. From the basement So my thinking was and this would be a good, you know, kind of revenue source, you know, for the paper, be a good tourist attraction, you know, turn the Times basement into a catacomb, hmm. an ossuary.
0: Mung, would you be willing to uh, have your bones stored uh, below us as we speak? Oh, totally, and I've already come up with a brochure and tagline for the Cape Cod catacombs.
1: Cape Cod Catacombs, get buried by the sea.
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. I like it. Mm. I like it a lot.
1: I might just go down there and
0: use it right now. <laughs> Why don't you just go down there and lay down? Yeah. And see what happens. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs>
2: it'll be an ossuary. I mean, there's like, there's like tons of room down there. Lots of room.
0: Well, this brings to mind, Greg, the Cape Cod connection to the catacombs. As tenuous as it may be. Let's turn the clock back to 1979. Indian Neck Wellfleet. A hapless homeowner is having an addition or something like that put on his house. And that's when this happened. The Indian Neck Ossuary was discovered. The site was discovered accidentally in 1979 when a backhoe digging a trench for a home improvement project on private land uncovered human bones! That must have been a shocker for the backhoe driver in Wellfleet. In 79, this is from a National Park Service publication, so it's relatively legit. So, after ascertaining that the human remains were not related to a homicide or other recent event, actually dates back to AD 1100, Park Service came in and they did an archaeological salvage excavation. They found the remains of at least 56 individuals. Wow. The the stacked bones of people from 1100 A.D. Are you kidding? And the thing that an ossuary is, that the catacombs are, is a secondary burial site. So first people are buried, all the gushy stuff disappears eventually.
2: Leaving just And then you go back
0: in and get the bones and you put them in. So somehow around the year 1100 Someone put 56 human people's bones in a sort of interesting stack Wow To be discovered a thousand years later by a backhoe in Wellfleet
2: And that wasn't the first time that was done Presumably the others have just not been found
0: Well, let's all get out there, fellas Get, start, get the old backhoe. Start digging. Mm. So that is a curious little known fact. I'm
1: digging this piece of macabre Cape Cod history. Here.
0: Well, speaking of digging, Mung, let's dig into Mung's Secret Eats. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes I have a good secret eats place um, I'm not sure it's not like down a, a hidden windy path or anything but uh I was recently in Falmouth so it's always nice to get to the upper cape and I passed by a place called Italian gourmet foods now from the outside this is on 890 main Street in Falmouth it doesn't look like a restaurant but they do advertise on their sign that they have some prepared foods but what it is it's like a like an awesome Italian grocery store get all sorts of cool like pasta sauces and pasta and spices and stuff, but in the way back, they have an over the counter prepared food bar, which was just awesome. I love these things. You can, I saw everything from like meatballs to I think uh, uh, I've actually been there a couple times there was some some pot roast but I was in there recently I got some sausage and peppers dish that they had created oh it was so good it was like the taste of being at Fenway with those sausage and peppers on a sandwich it was so delicious they have they have subs Italian cold cuts all sorts of things you can buy sliced meats there I was so really prosciutto impressed prosciutto and all that oh, stuff totally. and cheeses and, and it's all that like stuff in, it's like in the back but they do have places to sit and then you can buy some groceries so it's kind of like a combo grocery store like hot like, food
0: like a place. North Endy
1: kind of place yeah, in Boston yeah and right down in Falmouth do they have bread? Um, they have bread, most definitely. and oh, I could go for some scally bread. It was just, Everyone was very friendly down there, so it was kind of like having lunch at a little Italian grocery store,
0: and it was really neat. And this is in Falmouth, a land that I find so hard to visit, so hard to get down there. Yeah, you can count on one hand how many times you've been to Falmouth. That's tough. It's like the Texas. It's like it's like going over the border somewhere. I just <laughs> never make it from Wellfleet to Falmouth, which offers many delights, and this sounds delicious. Yeah, it's not far from downtown uh, Main Street, Falmouth. So uh, Like olives and things? Things like that,
1: yeah, yeah. All those some good great Parmesan treats. cheeses, like the
0: really dry stuff yes, that's crumbly yes. and delicious.
1: That's the good stuff. There's, Greg. there's not a ton, not a ton of authentic
0: uh, like, Italian stuff. Parmesan cheese that comes pre-shredded, do not ever buy that. <laughs> Blah, yeah, that you don't is, is want the, that. It's a nightmare. You have to get there and make do the work yourself with your oh, grater, Greg. Come on, that's too yeah. much work. Come on, Greg. Grate it so much too that much your knuckles work. knuckles you bleed. Live your life. It's yeah.
2: like it's like it's like it's like you know Italian bread that you have to fight for. You know when you. You're grab the edge of it, and you're pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling and, pulling and trying to eat it, and
0: uh, finally it pops. What do you want, like a mother bird to partially digest it for you, Greg? <laughs> Is that, would, would that be what you'd prefer, someone to sort of pre-chew your food? Yes. Oh,
1: I would take Parmesan cheese on everything. It's one of my favorite well, things that have ever Well, it's got to be existed. good
0: Parmesan cheese that's nutty and dry and old and not moist, and it can't be pre-shredded. I mean, that's just like buying... I don't know. It's like buying sort of breadcrumbs or something. It's just nothing to it
1: it reminds me of when I go to Italian restaurants and then the waiter comes over and is like do you want some parmesan cheese on your lasagna or meatballs and I'm like totally and then I make them sweat it out they keep cranking that and they and they, they keep cranking it and they're like sir say when and I'm, and I'm like I don't say anything so so they continuously so, so there's like a mound now, and then he opens his coat <laughs> pocket <laughs> exactly there's a tower of like, cheese you give me that cheese and then they give me that look like when is he going to say stop and then it's overflowing the plate and then, and then they're like sir or would you like, no! like some would you like no, some would you, stop! would you like some pasta with your parmesan cheese and i'm like no and then i finally say stop right as they run out and then everyone is sad and
0: he you say can i have a little more could you please just get me a little more cheese as he trudges back to the kitchen for another block oh man that's an ugly scene, greg Maybe that's why you buy the pre-shredded. Exactly. You just exactly. scatter, I, right? Like rice at a wedding. I
2: don't want to have to deal with people
0: like mine. Yeah. May I help you? No, it's the cheese guy. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> uh, you showed me some video of someone tossing pasta in a giant wheel of Parmesan. <coughs> Wasn't that you? <laughs> That's some crazy. Yes, there's
1: a, this, It was in New York City. There's this place that makes cacio di pepe inside a humongous wheel of Parmesan cheese. So they're they're
0: like tossing, yeah, they're tossing it in it a it hole in, in the cheese. So it's almost
1: like Alfredo with Parmesan. It just I've never been there, but I saw this video and I was like, next time I'm in the city, so I'm there.
0: You, you'd ask the waiter to toss your pasta in there and then tell him to leave the cheese. That's there's right. The giant. <laughs> (laughs) I'd sleep in that wheel. Oh, good grief. (laughs) Well, that's Monk's Secret Eats uh, in Falmouth. Uh, Sounds good. I could go for some Italian food, Mm. some good Italian bread. Mm. That sounds exciting. From triumph and wonderfulness, we turn to some semi-sadness. Here on the Cape, we're just sort of uh, coming to terms with the disappearance of one of America's linchpins of commerce. We're talking about Sears. Sears is on the way out. Uh, maybe a month left or something like that. Yeah, I think they're out of the mall on December 9th. And for some reason, Mung, uh, you've become enmeshed in this story. And as a matter of fact, you're reaching out to the public to hear their Sears laments and highlights and stories. What What's this all about?
1: Oh my, we're covering Sears is closing hard here at the Cape Cod Times. We want stories from Cape Coders about their Sears memories. Maybe they have uh, they had one of those great Sears Christmas catalogs in the past. Maybe they bought a home from Sears. So we've set up a special Sears memories hotline. So Cape Cod Fun Show listeners, you should call 508 862 1159 and just leave a message
0: of your sears memories and we'll put it on online and it'll be a great package i guess so i mean i think i'm kind of sick of sears by this point i mean they have been just leaking for so long i haven't bought anything at sears in so long
1: (laughs) they're an iconic retailer on the cape though
0: why couldn't they have taken the great advantage they had Before Amazon, before Walmart, when they were titans building the Sears Tower in Chicago, that kind of advantage could have been parlayed into world dominance. And yet, what have we arrived at? A sad store closing at the Cape Cod Mall. What do you think it's like over there in the break room at Sears? People coming in, I I, I hate this place. (laughs) (laughs) I sold the last toaster, Lenny. What do you think? I don't care. Okay, I took all the took all the air conditioning parts out so they're not gonna work. <laughs> I'll show them. I'll show everybody And then they punch the clock one more time. I'm out of here. Yeah. You think they're out there watch, watching watching that that the
2: the bank of TVs anymore? Uh, There's none
0: left. They're all broken. I don't know if you ever did
2: that uh, when you Talk went to, to
0: TVs. The
2: TVs. Yeah. Let's make
0: a deal. The bank. Price of is TVs. right. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Price yeah. is wrong. Right now, it's so sad. I mean, I guess I'll cruise by there. I do need a toaster. They got some good sales. Yeah. yeah I guess they got to sell everything. But won't they eventually give it away? Everything must go. Maybe you can go and barter. What will they accept? Potatoes? <laughs> they gotta, I got a hat full of potatoes for them. Turnips. I got some East cranberries. Got to buy. Hey, you see, turnips aren't cheap. See? Let me tell you that I paid you, three dollars a pound. You could buy a TV. I got with a ten dollar turnip already in my crisper drawer. You could buy a Sears TV with some of those turnips. Oh right? man, yes. Right? Yeah? They, they accept drachmas at <laughs> Sears now. It's so sad, but uh, we do have memories. Of course, Mung's Sears hotline. The shout out hotline. Shout out five zero eight. Eight six two one one five nine. That's five zero eight. Eight six two one one five nine. You'll hear the dulcet tones of Mung on the pre-recorded message. Maybe you found love in aisle seven, and you want to share the story.
2: And remember, we want your Sears memories, not your fears. Yeah, people
0: thought you used the word fears in that pre-recorded message. No, no. your fears message. (laughs) I'm afraid of the boogeyman. (laughs) (laughs) There's (laughs) monsters under my bed. Why are you asking me this about my fears? You're making me feel bad, (laughs) Mr. Mung. You're horrible to play on my fears like this. I'm afraid of falling down. I'm afraid of getting up. I'm afraid of turnips. I don't like cranberries because they're too tart. What if
1: they're afraid of Sears?
0: Help me, Mung. (laughs) Help me. All right, uh, we gotta get out. This is ridiculous. You've dragged us into the bog and we haven't left. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. My name is Eric Williams. Thank you, Mung.
1: Happy Thanksgiving,
0: everyone. Thank you, Greg.
2: Glad to be back.
0: It's so nice to have you. Till next Thank time. Till next week. See ya. Hello, is this the hotline? I'm afraid of overalls.